What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of OT Takes, Overtime Takes, whatever you want to call it. I'm here once again with the great Zach Gray. What's up, man? How you doing? It is a great day, and I mean great day to do a podcast. How are you, Jonathan? I'm great. It's Top 10 Tuesday, so I'm, I'm in a fantastic mood. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. So let's let's just jump r- right into it. Um, so for those of y'all who have who may, who missed the last episode, today's top ten Tuesday. We're doing our top ten favorite NBA players to watch. So I'm kind of excited to hear who all you say. There's going to be some overlap on this one. We were talking earlier, and you made the good point of there being not as many players in the NBA as there are in the NFL. So we're we're gonna right. have some some overlap here. But I'm interested to see kind of where you rank guys versus where I rank them. Yeah. I, we talked about it, and with the NFL, there's so many different positional groups and so many different types of players that it makes it makes you have a list sometimes where you like sleepers. But in the NBA, it's such a superstar-driven league; like it's it's hard not to pick those superstars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you can go first. Give me your your number ten. Okay. Before I start, I'm just gonna nip this in the bud real quick. I do not have LeBron on my list. I don't either. But he's number one. I want everyone to know that. Just just before we start this off, LeBron James is the number one most fun, most watchable player in the NBA. He's been that since he's been in the league. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. I want to argue with that, if that's okay. Proceed. Like he's, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Like Not knock in how good he is. So let's say that first before people get upset. I hate watching him play. I'll be honest. I Hold up. Let me take that back. I only like watching him play when he's consistently hitting his jump shot. Right? Because if he's not, he's going to come down the floor and he's either going to post up or drive to the basket. And, you know, like when he does that, it's fun to watch him pass, but I want to watch guys score. I'm more of a I want to watch a guy score kind of guy. So when he's hitting his jump shots, so, so much fun to watch because he can score however he wants then. But, you know, when his jump shot isn't falling, then, you know, you just know what he's going to do, and he's just so big, so strong, and so fast that you can't stop it. Now, I can see what you're saying, and part of me understands, not agrees, but understands what you're saying. But there's something about the most athletic player on the floor, the most skilled player on the floor, being the one that makes the right play with the basketball every single time he touches it. There's freak athletes in the NBA, right? No oh, question definitely. about yeah, it. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. But for that guy to consistently make the best play possible on the floor, that is incredible. It's fair. I, I, I'm i not going to knock the take, but I mean, I understand it. It's just not the same stance that I hold. Fair. Okay. So now that we got our little LeBron out of the way, y'all knew it was coming. <laughs> Come on now. Y'all knew it was coming. I will start us off here. And my number 10 is Jimmy Butler. Okay, he's not on my list. Tell me why you picked Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is a guy for me, and I've changed my opinion on Jimmy Butler a couple times. Um, At first, I thought he was like a rising superstar, was really high on Jimmy Butler. And then he kind of had those problems in Minnesota and Chicago. And it made me think he was a bad teammate. And... I really did think he was a bad teammate there for a while, but I realized how just how like dysfunctional those two organizations are when it comes to not only drafting. I know we've had our Timberwolves discussion on drafting and 
but just overall organizational structure. It just doesn't seem like they care about winning as much as Jimmy Butler cares about winning. And that's part of the reason why he's on my list. You can tell every night that dude goes out on the floor that he wants to kill you. He wants to beat you. And every single minute of the game that he's on the floor, he wants to beat you. And to me, being competitive, that's super, super fun to watch. I like that. That's a good take. I just... He's just not as skilled as some other guys. I think that's why I left him off my list. Like he's a, you know, he's a B plus A minus kind of guy. That's the beauty of it for me, though. You know what I mean? Like he might not be the most talented, but he's working the hardest, and he's still getting his buckets, and he's still rebounding, and he's still making the right decision. Like he's just like a hard nosed basketball player. He's an all star. Let's not discredit him. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, but he's not a one. I he's a two. Right, and that that's okay because I have I don't have ones on I don't have a, a list full of ones I don't know if you do either but it, the, just the way he goes about playing NBA basketball in today's day and age um, kind of like my take with Derrick Henry he's kind of like my Derrick Henry of the list he kind of he kind of like has that. that old school look you know what I mean that old school look in a new school game so definitely Jimmy yeah. Butler's my ten okay I like that so before I give you my ten I have to name my honorable mentions Patrick Beverly and Draymond Green all right. I would also now like to officially retire from overtime takes. It's been a great run. Okay. Those guys wouldn't make Seriously, my list though, if they're the last two players. Seriously, though, my, my honorable mention is Donovan Mitchell. I talked to Tether Langston, and he talked me into switching Donovan Mitchell out for somebody else that will come later on my list. So Donovan Mitchell is my honorable mention, which I think is fair. Is it safe to say that Taylor Langston – you know how like big-time podcasts always have like a producer – Oh, yeah. It comes on every now and then. Yeah. That's that's Taylor Langston. That's T Lang, 100 <laughs> percent All right. Number ten for me is Kawhi Leonard. He's got some old. Is this school. your number ten though? Yes, this is number ten. He's okay. I'd put him higher if he played every night, but he doesn't. I that's one thing I do not like about Kawhi Leonard. But I love watching him play defense, which is really weird for me to say about a basketball game. Just the way he plays defense is fun to watch just with the length and everything. And he's got some old school to his offensive game in terms of the jump shot, the the mid-range jump shot, excuse me. And he can still finish around the bucket. He can still step out and knock down a three. He's just got a really complete game, and I think that's why I enjoy watching him so much. Now, you just hated on my Jimmy Butler take because you said you like guys, you like watching offense. And your first guy and your first point is because of how good a defense he plays? Well, it's just not It's not just that. It's like his complete game offensively is another reason why I like watching him play. Like, I mean, you saw it you know, throughout the playoffs last year. Like, He could get to whatever spot on the floor he wanted because of his handle, and because of his ability to shoot, he could hit it from anywhere, right? And that's you know a joy that I like. I like watching good shooters shoot, and he can shoot really well, and he's you know so tall and athletic that he can finish around the bucket. Right. If you look at his heat map, um, he has like specific spots on the floor that he will score from. Like he he likes to shoot from pretty much the same area areas on the floor. If like I said, if you look at his heat map, he just finds a way to get to his spot where he feels the most comfortable. And Kawhi Leonard is like that silent assassin. I mean, everybody knows how good he is, but like if you watch him, how he how he moves and how he handles to get to the spot that he wants to get to, it's absolutely incredible. And it, yes, it's fun to watch. Um, but my only knock on Kawhi, like you said, it's like imagine you're working a job, right? And you are like, 
I'm going to take off 30 days of, and I'm going to get paid for those 30 days and there's nothing you can do about it. How do you think your boss would feel? Very upset unless I brought up a championship. Right, but still, like, that's that's my only knock on Kawhi. I, know I get love management, but that that's why he's not on my list. But not when you're 28. Right. I don't know. I just think I just think the whole. I think he's. I think he's fun to watch, but sometimes you turn on a Clippers game and you're like, oh, he's in street clothes. Yeah. So and then you don't watch it. And he's also on my fantasy basketball team. <laughs> and my fantasy basketball team went undefeated before the stoppage. We were on the last week. I was 19-0. and 0, And we went undefeated, but he was the cog that almost lost me some games when he would sit out. So uh, a little resent there uh, to old number two over there <laughs> in, in L.A. Yeah, okay. Give me your number nine. Okay, number nine, uh, a guy that I just – I don't – I can't help but like, Jonathan – and I don't know, I don't like the Celtics, but it's Jason Tatum, man. Like, you can't, there's no argument against the the guy. Like, he had the unbelievable rookie year, had the down year the year after, but that's Kyrie's fault. Um, can't argue that with me. That's that's all Kyrie. Thank and you then, for saying that. And then this year, it's like back to just budding, superstar. Like Even better. Guy can shoot. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, guy can shoot it lights out guy can yam on your forehead he can guard you he can get to his spots like he he's he's turning into one of the best complete basketball players in the nba and i think he gets overshadowed um by a couple of guys on my list that i have uh coming up so uh, i had to give love to jason tatum yeah he's on my list too i've got him way higher than you do i love watching him play dude he's so much fun like I, I liked him from the moment that he dunked on LeBron and then gave him the chest bump. From that moment on, I was like, I'm all in on this kid. Because you got to have some, some balls to do that. He did. But you got to have some balls to do that, you know? And he, that was his rookie year. And, you know, he had the down year last year because of, you know, Kyrie and everything. And now that he's gone and he's playing with a guy like Kimba, who's much more passive, more of a true point guard, you know, his numbers are even better. You know, him here in the second half, He's been even better than he was in the first half. And seeing his game evolve over the kind of the past two years has been cool. Like, he's really expanded his range. Like, his rookie years, a lot of, like, pull-up jump shots from mid-range, maybe spot up for some threes if he's going to take a three. Now he's he's pulling up from deep, and he's spotting up from even deeper. And he's a lot of fun to watch. So And he's also from Duke. So, go Dukies. Boo. Boo Dukies. <laughs> so, my number nine is Nikola Jokic. The Joker. Okay. Love, yeah, love watching him play, dude. He is so like, we've heard the term point forward. He's like a point center. <laughs> he brings the ball up the floor. Got a good handle for a seven foot one guy or whatever. He can shoot. He's just he's really good. He's he's got some touch around the basket. He's just not super flashy. In terms of like finishing, like if he's gonna finish around the bucket, it's gonna be like a basic one hand slam or a little hook shot or something. I think that's why I've got him so low. But he's probably the second best center in the league. So yeah, he's I had to put him on my list. Well, since we're there and you already have Jason Tatum, I have Jokic as well. And um do you want me to save my thoughts or do you want me to just spill the beans? Spill the beans. Let's hear your thoughts on Jokic. 
the dude is how I played basketball when I played basketball. Like, <laughs> explain that because you're not seven the, foot. You're like six two. I am the poorest man's Nikola Jokic. So, not when I just play like pickup games because everybody like just tries to do more when they play pickup games. I'm talking about when I played organized basketball. I was kind of the I was a bigger guy, but I wasn't like complete post like he's not a complete post guy like he can do that but he 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 has so much touch he has so much feel for passing uh how to get how to get guys open how to how to go off screens how to roll he does all those like little like smooth things that you see you know like he he might not be the most fleet of foot or the most athletic but he always just finds a way to get to where he wants to go and and the way he moves around the court the his vision everything together it's just like Man, a guy should not be that unathletic and that and that slow and be able to do the things he's doing, and he, like me. So, <laughs> Jokic <laughs> is up there. I just think I just think the way he's built and and the way he plays is so cool. It's just like so, it's smooth and it, it's like he's moving in water almost. Like he just he doesn't he doesn't play basketball the way uh, a big man is supposed to and is taught to play basketball. I guess. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And my only knock on him kind of before was his weight. Like, he always just looked a little overweight. I saw a picture of him yesterday, and he's probably – he's lost at least 20 pounds. He's way down. So, I, I think that's going to help him. I think it's going to help him. He's already dominant. Like, maybe – like, that if he's comfortable playing at a weight like that, I think that – I think we – especially guys like him that have so much skill, I, I think just, he needs that extra. Like, I think he – like – if he's lighter, maybe those, maybe maybe he's not, maybe he gets pushed around a little more. He's not able to get to a spot like he does. He's not able to be so silky. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's yeah, just I just, I think offensively, I don't think it's offensively. I think he's fine. He can play whatever, whatever weight he wants offensively. I think it's gonna help him defensively, especially guarding these stretch fours and stretch fives out on the perimeter. That's kind of what I was thinking in terms of like when I saw him lose the weight, right? Because like when you're having to, I don't know how much he was before, but you know when you're having to step out on the perimeter and guard a guy like. Who's a good stretch for? Um, Anthony Davis. Let's throw his name out there. Like when you're having to step out and guard a Just guy like that. Just throw the best player, the yeah. best big in the league out there. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Anybody. Anybody. No. You see can what guard I'm saying, him. though. You see what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, but at the same time, like, I mean, he is a little bit of a rim protector. Just being that tall, I don't think even if he's uh, lost 20 pounds, he's expected to to guard too much on the perimeter. Um, a lot of the times I see him go, I see people fight over the screen and he kind of, he kind of stays under. Um, I, I get what you're saying though. I just, I hope he doesn't lose his, his strength because, um, because he thinks he needs to lose some weight, but okay. whatever. Yeah. That's a All good right. take. Give me your, uh, your number nine. Uh, my, eight. well, it'd be number, it'd be my number eight. I'm so, sorry. It's fine. Um, these get confusing sometimes. Uh, I'm going with a player from the Kings, and he is a point guard, and his name is De'Aaron Fox. Good pick. I like De'Aaron Fox. Dude's a lightning rod. Like He gets down the floor quick. We thought John Wall got down the floor quick when he came out of Kentucky. De'Aaron Fox it, probably is the fastest player in the league with the ball in his hands, not named LeBron. So... I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable to watch him. He He's not the most skilled yet. Obviously, he's still a young guy. He's not the most 
developed in terms of, of being a point guard and understanding like spacing and stuff like that. But his athleticism alone, he's good for one play a night where you're just like, holy, like, wow. Like he has that Russell Westbrook in him. Um, and it's just fun to watch. I don't watch many Kings games, but I watched the house of highlights for uh, De'Aaron Fox just to see if he did something wild that night. If he develops like a jump shot, Jonathan, to where he's getting there. teams can't, right. That's what I was going to say to, to where teams can't uh, sag on him. I mean, that's, that's a 25 and, and 10 guy. Like, yeah, it, just being honest. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, like you said, I'm like you. I don't watch a lot of Kings games because they're terrible. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I, I agree with that. He's not on my list just because he's not as polished as some other guys I've got on here. But, yeah, he's definitely a guy that, you know, give him two or three years, top top five point guard in the league maybe in, you know, two Absolutely. or three years. So, yeah, I, I can totally see that. I totally understand why you have him on your list. He's just not as polished as some of these other guys I've got on mine. Yeah, and that, like I said, that's that's fair. But I guess the reason I put him where I did on the list is just because of his pure athleticism, um, his ability to get to the rim. I just think I'm projecting a little with putting De'Aaron on my list. I'm that's excited fair. about what the future holds for De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I've got a few guys on my list like that. So, yeah, I, I get that. So my number eight is also a point guard who used to play in California. Not anymore, though. His name is Chris Paul. And he's on my list because, first of all, he's not 6'1". I think that's what they have him listed listed as. There's no way. He's like 5'11", probably 5'10". So he's on there for for the short guys. And he's more of an old-school point guard, much more of a facilitator. Yeah, <laughs> and um, much more of a facilitator, old school guy. But then again, like you, you can't not like him after what he's done this year in o- Oklahoma City. Really, kind of rallying those young guys, and not because you know, like when he was traded to OKC, he wasn't expecting to stay there for the season. And just seeing the way that he's kind of said, you know what, I'm here. I'm going to be fully invested. It's hard not to like him. That, and you talk about a guy who's competitive. Chris Paul may be the most competitive guy in, in the NBA. Like he's that he's an absolute killer on the floor. I mean, you have to give him a little bit of the credit for the development of Shea, right? Yes, Shea you Gilgis do. Alexander. I agree. Yeah. Like I, I like Shea Gilgis Alexander. For those that don't watch the NBA, is becoming one of the best young players in the league. I don't think that's too far off. Would you? I mean, Shea Gilgis Alexander was having an unbelievable season. He's good. I wouldn't I wouldn't put him with guys like De'Aaron Fox and John Morant and guards like that though. But yeah, I I know what you're saying. He's definitely developed. The jump he's made from last year to this year is great. I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah. Now, I mean, as far as Chris Paul goes, Chris Paul's a part of our childhood, right? Like he, him, like the mellow, like the the banana boat. Guys, do you remember like him? Our, do you remember him in New Orleans with David West? Yes, I mean he—that's when he was a, a stud. He used to terrorize my Mavs. I used to hate him growing up. I mean, Jonathan—he's averaging twenty points per game, twenty and six, twenty-six and four, uh, in his second year in the league. Like, yeah, I mean it's good. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, I'm not saying that's he's, better than good at age twenty-one. That is up and coming star. 
Like that is what that is. We'll see. Thirty six percent. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't like him as much as guys like De'Aaron Fox and John Morant. I agree, but that's why I put uh, De'Aaron Fox and not Shea. If this list was, if this, if we made this exact list next year, Shea might take take his spot. But just watch out for SGA. That and I, I say all that to say like. Chris Paul is the reason why I feel like he's taken off like that. So I, I agree. I love your Chris Paul. I love your Chris Paul pick, even though it didn't sound like it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Though he's uh, he's a smart basketball player, and watching smart guys play is it's fun to watch. Like that's you know part of the enjoyment of watching a guy like LeBron. You know, and yeah. So Chris Paul at eight. Give me your your number seven. Zach Levine. Don't have this guy on my list kind of jealous that I don't because he's a bucket getter like he's known as a dunker but that guy can go and get a bucket yeah man like uh, he he was he's thought of as a dunker like you said like but he's been able to develop a three-pointer and he's been able to develop a pretty well-rounded offensive game he is a walking bucket like he he is literally turned into one of the better scorers in the league. And I know I'm boosting everyone right now a little bit, but like, I truly believe, I truly believe Zach Levine is like a top 20 scorer in the league. Like, I don't think that's too far off. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And that's after tearing his ACL. Like imagine if he'd never torn it. Right. And I think, I think part of that is, I think the part of the reason why he's on my list, I mean, he's averaging 25 and a half this year, like before the, before the season. I mean, that's, that's top end. Like, and I think part of the reason why he's on my list is not only because he's able to score with more efficiently now, but because he has that threat to just absolutely come down the lane and take your soul. Like <laughs> that's part of it too. Definitely. And you know, he didn't get a lot of love because he plays for a terrible Chicago Bulls team. Um, Timberwolves alert. He was a Timberwolf. He was picked he by the Timberwolves. Was. He was drafted by the Timberwolves, <laughs> wasn't he? Oh man, he's like. Uh, the... Is that going to be a running joke? <laughs> oh, it is one hundred percent. I, I got to look at my list now. See if I have any. I don't think I have another Timberwolf on, on my list. I had to get one in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the only Timberwolf ever to, to be drafted and not be a bust. It's it's him and KG. Those are the only two guys drafted as Timberwolves ever to be anything in the NBA. Carl Towns would like a word, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, but do we really like like? There's a reason why neither one of us have him on our top ten list. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of Timberwolves games. But He's soft, and That's, he fouls a lot. He does. Golly, he fouls so much. God, he has five fouls in the third quarter, ninety percent of his games. It's wild. It is like he's just not. We're not talking about Carl Anthony Towns on here. We're not doing it. I can't do it today. I don't think I can either. Because, <laughs> oh man! All right, my number seven, Joel Embiid. Good pick. So much fun, man. Got some. Uh, he's an old school center with some new school touch. You know, with the George ability Kittle. to. You said, yeah, George Kittle, exactly. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's the George Kittle of the NBA. Because, you know, what, you know, I didn't – I always thought that, you know, if, this, if the 76ers were ever to trade anybody, 
you know, because, you know, there's always the talk of them trading either Embiid or Simmons. I always thought that, that they should trade Embiid just because I'd rather have a guard than, than a center. But after watching Joel Embiid in the All-Star game and how, you know, where they're playing to 24 at the end, right? And they're just like, okay, Joel Embiid, you're our best option. Here you go. Go be the best offensive player on the floor for us. And he was. It was just, from that moment on, I was like, okay, this guy's legit. And I love the fact that he talks trash. I know a lot of people don't. But watching him tweet at DeAndre Drummond before they go out and play him and then giving him like 25 and 15 and dunking on him is just, I love it. Yeah, my my only not I, I like Joe Embiid. He's he's entertaining. My only knock on Joel Embiid is he could be that way every night if he wanted to. I feel like he takes nights off. I feel like he doesn't. He could do what he did in the All Star game every night on the floor. I just feel like sometimes he he gets uninterested and sometimes takes nights off. I could be completely wrong. He might not just be as talented as I think he is and. He might not have the ability to take over night in and night out, but he definitely shows spurts of that, and I'd like to see that more. I think he can. I think the problem is they don't have enough shooting around him in Philadelphia. So they just collapse on him, and he doesn't have a lot of space to operate? Is exactly. That what you're yeah, that's that's my that's my theory on him. Because like, if you watch his splits when Ben Simmons is off the floor versus when he's on it, I haven't looked at him, but I guarantee you he's twice as better when Ben Simmons is off the floor. Also, can you tell that we really like the NBA? Like, holy crap, we know a lot the about the NBA. <laughs> we, we know a lot about the NBA. So, yeah, he's he's my number seven. G- give me your number six. Um, Yeah, so it probably should be higher, but it's, it's going to be Zion Williamson. He's um, my number six as well. That's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's something, huh? He's just – I wish we had a bigger sample size because we've only seen him play, what, 20-something games, 30-something games. Yeah. But he's, he's just got that aura, right? He's just got that presence that, like, you just... He made the Pelicans be on national TV, like, seven times, like, in his first... Like, he just has the it factor when it when it comes to, to like, entertainment and, like, what he does on the floor. Like, he... I know there's a lot of hype around him, I truly think all of that hype is warranted. Oh, agreed. Yeah, he's he's got everything that he needs to be a superstar. The fact that you know you talk about him having the it factor and getting them on national TV games, I guarantee you the Pelicans didn't win more than thirty games last year, and they got a Christmas Day game against the Lakers because of Zion Williamson. I, that that's wild, and and like when he got hurt and they were still on national TV. It was like, oh, we gotta watch the Pelicans without Zion. Like that's all I heard. Like, yeah. As soon as he comes back, they play a Tuesday night or Wednesday night game against the Spurs on ESPN, and everyone's watching it. Like, yeah. That's that. Like that's what that's what drew me uh, to putting him on the list. Like I said, probably should have been higher, but yeah. I actually, I think my next pick. I think I'd rather flip flop him. But me too. It's fl- we may have the same guy at five. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I know we talked about Jokic needing to lose weight. You got to agree with me. Zion Williamson needs to lose about 20 pounds. Is that fair? He's at like 285 uh, right now. He's 6'6", 285. He had one freak injury. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. I, I think 
I think the way he plays, the, how explosive he is on the jump and on the second jump, I think he's a, I think he's a little different than Jokic. He could he could spare to lose a couple pounds. Yeah. I mean, if Jokic was having a forty inch vertical and like doing all the stuff Zion would, then I'd be on your on that train of he needs to lose weight. Zion probably should strictly because of how athletically he plays. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a greater risk of injury when there's more weight coming down. That, yeah. That's a fact. And I, I don't think Jokic is as vertical as that. So that's where I would differ between the two. Agreed, yeah. So for I'll, I'm going to give you my number five since we had the same for number six. So my number five is John Morant. Okay, I do not have Ja on my list. Really? Did you watch yep. the Did you watch the Grizzlies play at all this year? I did, and Ja Moran is really impressive. Um, yeah, but he just he just didn't make my list. But I, wow. I see why you put him there. He's he's so complete for a point guard as a rookie. Can handle, has a solid jump shot, and can finish around the bucket. Right, and the bounce is crazy. Like when he almost cleared Kevin Love. He did clear Kevin Love. He just missed the dunk. He's close on one of those. Like he missed a couple this year where he would have snatched someone's soul and banished it into space. As soon <laughs> as he connects on that, he jumps straight up to number one on my list. <laughs> <laughs> He's good, man. And you know, talking about Ja and Zion, they're ex- I firmly believe that they're expanding the playoff this year just to get both of those guys in. Because they're that, but they're, they're. I think that they're probably the future of the league, along with you know Jason Tatum and Luca. I think those four guys are kind of what the NBA wants to build around, and I don't. I can understand why I've got all four of those guys on my list. And John Morant, dude, like he's just. I think he probably needs to put on a little bit of weight. He's really skinny, like he's small, but most rookies are. So I don't think it's really that big of a deal. Man, he's so much fun to watch, dude. He's so complete as a rookie, and he, he's only going to get better. Yeah, I mean, everything you said spot on. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess part of it is that I didn't watch enough Grizzlies games, but I don't know if you knew this about me. I don't, unless it's like Clippers, Lakers, or Lakers, Bucks, like I don't sit down and watch complete NBA games. I don't either. I I wake up in the morning and at the, when the NBA was going on, I was, I was at work and I would, and during my little breaks, I would watch the House of Highlights on YouTube, like the, the recap of the game. Like that's how, that's how I'd follow the NBA. And like, whenever I'd watch the Grizzlies, like it would just be a John Morant highlight tape. Like he would, he would have some type of, he would just, he would just get buckets. Like it would be like a quiet 26 or like a, a quiet, like 19 and 10 type of, you know what I mean? Like he, it was, he's just complete for being that young and being a rookie. Yeah, I I've watched the NBA very similarly, watching the House of Highlights stuff. Unless I'm like flipping through like the channels and I see it's like fourth quarter, five point game, six minutes left, I'll, I'll watch that. But outside of that, like unless it's you know Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, Celtics, even you know games like that, I'll I'll sit down and watch you know the, the second half of it or something. So, yeah, give me your number five then. I have a point guard as well, a young point guard. Um. Trey Young, Atlanta Hawks. Good pick. I couldn't put him on mine, though. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, he he is a mini Steph. Like, I know that was the comparison out of college. And, like, he's lived up to it. Like, he's literally a mini Steph. He's like, a poor man Steph. Yeah, there you go. I would not even say poor man. He's It's like his second year in the league. Like, he, 
he is on a better pace than Steph is when he was in his second year. And okay. Here we go. I, I just, I, I'm being serious. I mean, he, he does everything that Steph does, but obviously Steph just does it better. And I think the more that, that Trey Young is getting games in and, and, and shooting the ball in a live game, the, he's only going to get better at shooting and he's not going to get injured. He's not, he's not going to be, he's not going to get like blasted down low. Like he, he obviously can is a liability on defense. So he's trash at defense, but I think eventually he can become at least adequate on defense, but the way that he scores, it's just fun to watch, man. He like, he's one of those guys that just shoot it from anywhere and there's a good chance it goes in. Yeah. Okay. Totally agree with that. But I hate hearing the he's on a better pace than Steph, right? Because he is. But the reason why that is is because, you know, Steph was drafted in what, 2012, 2013? Sure. Whatever year. The way that we played basketball back then was so much different than the way that we play basketball now. And that's why, right? So when people say that, you know, Trey Young is in his second year is better than Steph Curry was in his second year, I would say no. It's just we play basketball differently now. Than we did back then, so his numbers aren't going to match. Like if if you go back and watch those teams, Steph Curry just basically stood in the corner, like he he'd bring the ball up, swing it to the wing, and go stand in the corner and watch. Right. So that's that. Hearing people say that take on Trey Young just kind of irks my nerves a little bit. You know. Do you think he's just going to level off, or you don't think he's going to get any better? He'll get better. I think he's not as big as Steph. That's. A concern of mine, like, you know, Steph's like 6'2". I don't think people realize how big he is. And, you know, the defense is a concern, which it was a concern with Steph, but Steph has kind of figured out ways to still impact defensively. Like, he's led the league in steals for a few years. And so I, I agree with that. Uh, he's he's going to get better. It's just I just don't like the whole he's on a better track than Steph thing. Even though, like, I understand it when you look at the numbers. I just think that, like, you know, this is a completely off topic, but I hate when people are just like, just look at the numbers. Because if you just looked at the numbers, then, you know, Russell Westbrook, you know, the three years he had, the, the he averaged the triple doubles, he, he'd be the best player ever if you just looked at the numbers, right? So I just think that right. hearing people say that always gets on my nerves because it's more than just numbers. You know, it's eye test. That's kind of my big thing. That's fair, but I just, I just, I see it. I see a space for Trey Young especially in today's game where he can he can do the same exact things that Steph Curry does. And I don't think that I while I agree with you mostly it's hard to replicate someone like Steph Curry. I think Trey Young's doing it. And that's that's why he's on my list. So that's we'll fair. agree to disagree on Trey Young. It's a fair pick. But I just don't like it. Yeah, and that's fine. It's just I, I I don't know. I could be going out on a limb here, but the way I've seen I've seen him play and the things that I've seen him do um he's on that trajectory for me. And that's like I said, I'd rather I would switch Zion and Trey young on my list, but Trey young still makes it for me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at the pick. I'll be honest. I haven't seen the Hawks play that much either. So that may be why I'm lower on him, but yeah, that's kind of where I, I stand like watching on him the now. Hawks. Is that weird? Really? Wow. Okay. I like that's big John volume. Collins too. Yes. I know who that is. So that's good. <laughs> And they have DeAndre Hunter and Kevin Huter. Like they're, I don't know why they're so bad. Like Hunter's they have the some kid guys. from Virginia, right? Yeah, Hunter DeAndre Hunter's a guy from Virginia. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, he's good. 
I remember watching him play at Virginia. Yeah, he's good. I like him. Like, they have some pieces, and I don't know why they're so bad. I think they're just young. That's probably what it is. I don't know who their head coach is either. That could also be a big part of it. Yeah, and they have they have that Kevin Huter guy. He's pretty good. He's a young guy. He's twenty one and first round pick. But yeah, I, the Hawks are weird, man. Um, but anyway, all right. So my number four is a guy we've already talked about. It's Jason Tatum. We've already talked about him. Great young player. Gonna get gonna get a max extension after this year. Excited to kind of see him develop. I like him in Boston too. I think you know they've kind of got the piece. Like he's kind of the future piece for them. I don't know who the future guy is going to be in L.A. after LeBron. I, I guess it's going to be Anthony Davis, but when LeBron leaves, eighty's going to be 33, 34, maybe? I don't know how old he is. So he, he AD may, may be the future after LeBron, but still. I, I like – it's just nice knowing that Boston has, like, a guy to build around because the NBA is just better when the Celtics and the Lakers are good. Yeah, I agree. And that – yeah, everything you said, that's why I put him on my list. So, I mean, it, it, Jason Tatum's – He's got to be on here. Like, there's no question. Yeah. So, give me your your number four. Okay. Well, now we start getting into the to the dudes, right? Oh and yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I don't have Giannis on my list. I don't either. He's like you. You know what he's gonna do? He falls under the same he's, category for me as LeBron. Where when you see him yeah. in a jump shot, so much fun to watch, but he never is. So, like, you just know he's going to run to the bucket and just be taller and longer than everybody and dunk it, or he's going to do his his Euro step, and that's going to be it. Yeah, that's why I didn't put him on there. He's kind of in that LeBron. And, and kind of why I didn't put Kawhi on there either. Those three are kind of excluded from this list because of how good they are, which I don't know if that's fair, but <laughs> that's kind of what my thinking was. But uh, I have I have Luka right here. Yeah, he, he's um, in my top three. He, he is number three yeah. for me, so he, he's going to be the next guy I call. But, yeah, I, I love Luka. Being a Dallas fan, too, like, he's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I remember when Luka was taken, um, my old skipper in college, and, and now I would consider him a friend, Cody Hooten, was not high on <laughs> Luka Doncic. And I remember – I remember him not being that high on him, and then he saw him play, and I believe we had a conversation about how he was the next LeBron slash Michael Jordan. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to Coach Hooten, um, huge Dallas fan. Um, but no, he's 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 got the he's got the straightaway to be the best player in the league for a long time, right? Like, yes, he does, especially offensively. Yeah, like he's got the he's he's on the path to being. Uh, the best player in the league for for a long time, in my opinion, and I mean he's all he's he's kind of got that like I, I don't know if this is a good comparison, but he's kind of got that like he's not as athletic as as, as other people on the list, but he's kind of got that Jokic to him, right? He's just able to do more because he's he's smaller, you know. He's kind of got that silky smooth game where yes. it looks like he's going in slow motion, but somehow he always finds a way to do something. He always finds a way to hit the shot. He always finds a way to make the pass. He always finds the cutter. Like he's always doing that stuff, but it also, it also seems like it's so easy and in slow motion for him. And, and that's fun. 100%. The only thing he's really got to improve is his defense. And as he gets older, he'll, I don't think it's a fact that he can't play defense. I think it's a question of, does he want to play defense? 
So, you know, defensively, he's kind of got to improve. I want to see him in the playoffs. But, yeah, he, he's my number three. He's He reminds me so much of James Harden. And I think that because of coaching, because he has Rick Carlisle as his coach, and he they run a similar offense to Houston, but it's different in the way that they have guys cut, that you're able to see his passing skills and just how good he is as a point guard. Because, like, he's 6'7", 6'8". And I think they have him listed as a small forward. I think that's what he plays, but he he's bringing the ball to the floor. He's basically the point guard, and he, just his his he's he's probably the second best passing small forward in the league behind LeBron, and he's one of the Let's best shooters in the league. Let's just call him point guard, dude. Yeah, he's he, a point guard. He is, and he's just he's so much fun to watch, man. And I know that you have a guy on your list that I'm ready for you to get to. So Luca's my number three. Give me your number three. Okay, oh, wait, hold so, on, wait, wait, one, one sec. But before that, so the Hawks traded Luca for Trey Young. Who won the trade? Yeah. I, I want your opinion I mean, on who, who won the trade. I, the Mavericks, dude. You know that. Thank you. You don't have to ask that. <laughs> that's not that's not a knock on Trey Young. Did it's you just not. hear how I described Luca? Like <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's not a knock on Trey Young. Um, like he he won the MVP in Spain at eighteen. Like that's all you got to know about Luca. Just to know like right, how good yeah. he was going to be, especially offensively. And then I'm, I won't lie, I didn't like how he came out and was like, "It's easier to score in America than it was in Europe." That kind of upset me, but th- that's okay. It might be true. I think it is. I don't think that. I think the game over there is a little more physical than it is over here. And I think that's why he said a little that. more compact. Yeah, it's it, the NBA's spread out. You know, I don't know, but yeah. So this is probably my favorite pick, but it's a name you all would know would be on here. Um, James Harden. And I hate I have, you, man. I'm gonna go on a little. I'm gonna go on a little rant about James Harden. You gotta explain this to me because I hate watching James Harden play. He's a great player, but I can't stand watching him play. Okay, are you ready for this? Are Are you? Ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Listeners, lock it in because this is my presidential campaign for James Harden. <laughs> Here we go. When you When you learn to play basketball, right? You are You are taught. And you are you are coached to to pass and to cut and and to do all of those those team oriented things to get the ball in the hoop, right? Like they say, you have to you have to pass and cut and do all that stuff, right? That that's fair when you're coming up in basketball. Yeah, but he doesn't do those things. He does the exact opposite of how you're coached to play basketball, and I the. the I'm going to give credit to who told me this, and I completely agree. It's my buddy Michael Pate, um, and, and he, he explained this to me, and I have jumped on board ever since. He plays basketball the way um, you are the, not taught to play. Like, But the thing is, he broke basketball. Like, he found a way, He found a way to score in the most efficient ways mixed with his talent. Like, he broke basketball. Like, he, could, he knows how to get to the free throw line, like, with ease. He knows how to get free buckets. Like, he doesn't have to work that hard. He's either shooting a three, he's, like, driving to the hoop and making an easy layup, or he's shooting a free throw. And that, like, the way that he just finds a way to do all three of those things, I don't remember the last time I've seen him take, like, an elbow jump shot. Like, it, it's incredible. Like, he's shooting a three, getting a layup, or shooting a free throw. And for me... The way that he just operates and the way that, like, literally I feel like he broke basketball is, it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Okay. 
here's my argument against James Harden and why I can't stand to watch him play. Do you see what I'm saying, though, first? I understand like, it. He, he I just broke don't like basketball. it. He did, he, and it, it upset me. <laughs> like, so there's another guy I don't have on my list by the name of Kyrie Irving, okay? And I couldn't put him on my list and James Harden on my list because of this very simple reason, okay? So you're going to see that the top two guys on my list are very talented individual basketball players that you can slide into any team system because of their willingness to pass their pass the ball and just their their pure ability to pass the ball, right? And not saying that James Harden can't pass the ball or Kyrie Irving, but my point is, let's say you have somebody drive to the bucket, right? Defense collapses, they kick it to the corner, and if you watch the Spurs play, they're going to swing it all the way around to the other corner for a wide-open three, okay? If you have James Harden on your team, and he's not in the opposing corner, he's going to catch the ball, hold it for three or four seconds, dribble for another five, and then if nothing happens, then he's going to pass the ball. I just think he completely ruins the rhythm of the game, and that's why it's hard for me to watch him play. Like I, I respect he the way he plays. He makes it more than the teams that pass it, though. He makes the shot more often than the teams that work the ball around to get an open shot. I understand that. I just think that he just be a hard guy to play with, you know. And I just I don't think guys like playing with. I don't think other stars like playing with James Harden. Like if you're a you know, if you're a guy who can stand in the corner and hit threes, then you're gonna be like, cool, I'll play with James Harden. But if you want to have the ball in your hands and dribble and do those different things, then you can't play with James Harden. That's why the Rockets aren't very good with him in Westbrook. So just the way that he I mean, plays. They were all right. Yeah, they were what a six seed in the right. West. Like that's not anything too too crazy. Like you wouldn't expect them to go in, you know, an NBA championship or anything like that. So that, that's my knock on Harden. So the ball just sticks in his hands too much, you know. That's fair, and that I agree. But I also think that's what makes it fun to just see him be able to to be as efficient as he is and then just as well as being ball-centric. Because we see ball-centric guys all the time. John Wall, Russell yeah. Westbrook, like, go down the list. They're more than likely inefficient, right? They're not. They're getting a bunch of shot up. There's a lot of volume, but there's not a lot of efficiency. James Harden does that more. He is more ball-centric and does it more efficiently. Like, it's, it's absolutely incredible to me. It's fair. I understand it. I just don't like it. Fair. Okay, my number two. I've I've been waiting to talk about this guy all day. So my number two is Kevin Durant. And I've found myself watching much less basketball this year because Kevin Durant's not on TV. Like if okay. he was playing this year, he he'd be my number one guy to watch because anytime he was on TV didn't matter. If he, if he was in OKC or Golden State or wherever, I just love watching him play. Just because the skill level is so high. Like he is so skilled. He's He's like 6'10", 6'11", and can shoot like a guard, can handle it like... He moves like a guard, and he's 6'11", right? And he's unstoppable. He, he's got the dirt fadeaway. He's got a great handle, so he can get by guys. He's just... Like you can't you can't guard the dude. And it, look, we're, people have made the argument that Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the NBA this year, okay? Because Silly people... Argument. I don't agree with the argument. The best player in the NBA this year is LeBron James, but if Kevin Durant was playing, it'd be Kevin Durant. And my, my argument is that we said Kawhi Leonard could be the best player in the NBA. Like, come on now. Like, Kevin Durant's better than Kawhi Leonard, and I think everybody would agree with that. And he's just he's fun to watch, man. Like, the length, the shooting ability, the ability to pass, 
and he can fit into into any offense just because of the way that he plays. Yeah, I mean, I don't have Kevin on there. I forgot him, kind of. He's kind of, even if I did remember him, he's kind of in that that big four list that I have where it's like, yeah, we get it. You're the best. You're the top four players in the league. Like you're obviously fun to watch, you know, but like, ah, man, the thing about KD is like, there's no one that can then stop LeBron. And I just have to throw that in there. Like there's no one that can truly stop LeBron, but there's no one that can stop Kevin Durant. Like, yeah. you can slow LeBron down a tad every now and then. You ain't slowing KD down I on think the offensive that, end. Like, this may just me being really biased, but I think that go, just remembering the 2017 finals where they're playing against you know LeBron, I think Kevin Durant's length really gave LeBron some issues. And I think that's really kind of the only way to slow a guy like LeBron down is just to put a guy like Kevin Durant on him who's got the foot speed to stay in front, and he's just so long that you can't really shoot over him. Okay, LeBron's been giving KD buckets for years, dude. Like, go back on. and watch the 2017 That's, finals. Go where watch. LeBron led every statistical category. Of course and he lost. did, because the second best player on his team was J.R. Smith. Like, when you have to share the ball, your your numbers are going to go down. Okay, but that's still that's still over Steph, over Clay, over over Kevin Durant. Like, LeBron has been giving Kevin Durant buckets for years, and look at their look at their head to head records. Uh, I don't like it's still lopsided as hell. Even when uh, Durant went to the to the Warriors, like LeBron is consistently throughout Kevin Durant's career beat him like pretty handily. I, I I know you're gonna go to the numbers, but I'm just telling you, go back, throw numbers out, just watch them play. Why are we throwing numbers out? They they tell a story. They do. You're right, and like numbers are important, but you can't say that Kevin Durant's number like, he averaged 30 points per game in in those finals. So it's not like his numbers were bad, and he just he had to share the ball more because the players around him were better, right? Like, you know, if you know your second best player is Steph Curry, you're gonna have to share the ball more than if your second best player is Tristan Thompson. You know, LeBron went seventeen and four against Durant uh, before he went to the Warriors. How many of those games were were was he in Miami with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh? I mean, probably four years worth. So. They were in different sides, so... That's eight games, what, plus the finals. Yeah. So that's probably... I mean, you act like you act like Kevin Durant had a had a weak supporting cast. It was a young Westbrook, and... Okay, that James Harden isn't the James Harden that we know now. Okay. Still, I think that... Still not, you, you still see not what I'm Tristan saying, Thompson. Though. No, 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 but like you're... You're kind of making... You're kind of flipping your points here, because... Would you agree that Thunder team had a better supporting cast than that 2017 Finals team where LeBron led every statistical category? Oh, yes, yes. I, I would agree with that, yeah. Okay, well, LeBron outplayed him even in those games and definitely outplayed him when he was with the Thunder, so I'm not sure yeah. which side of the coin you're on here. I, I'll agree that he outplayed him when he was on the Thunder. Like, n- no doubt about that one. But I'm telling you, just go back and watch 2017 Finals. I'm telling you. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. You need to. You've, 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 you've riled me up. You've got me going. You know, we could really just do a full series on that since the NBA won't be back till July 31st, which sucks. No, that was good though. That I mean, that's a good that that's a little preview, a little like flashback to what it was like when uh, it was it was the first time me and Jay Smith had some debates. That was good. That was 
It was good. I got I got fired up there, Jay Smith. I did too. I won't lie. It's been a long day. <laughs> still, still, still riding with you, my guy. But that we we that's we struck a nerve there. We'll always disagree on that. I, I firmly believe that <laughs> if Kevin Grant was in the league right now, we we would consider him the best player in the league. Ah, uh, gosh, I don't know, dude. You agree to disagree? I guess so. But also, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me your number one. I have one. Jokic number two. I have Jokic oh, number two. I already said that. You We've really? discussed Jokic. Yeah, we discussed yeah, it. You dude, didn't I say you had him number so... two. Wow, that's yeah, really high. Just, he, yeah, I, I, mean, I understand I think, it, though. He's really different. I, like I said, I just like the way he plays. He's different. He just does things like so. He's got that Luka factor where it's like so slow. It looks like he's moving underwater, but somehow finds a way. So, yeah, he's yeah. my number two. We don't have to go into Jokic. Uh, who's your number two? Is that Kevin Durant? That yeah, was Kevin. My number two is Kevin Durant. I think we have the same number one. Yep, it's Steph Curry, right? Yeah, like he's just like he he takes shots from three quarters court, and you're like, oh, that's money, and it is. Like he's just he's just he's revolutionized the game of basketball more than maybe anybody ever, just with the shooting and the extension, and it's just he's just really good, man. Like there's just no other way to put it. Like he's got he changed basketball forever. He did. Like he's got the second best handle in the league behind Kyrie. Best shooter ever. I think that people will give him that title now. If they haven't, then they're stupid. And he's just—he's not a bad finisher either. I think that's a really underrated part of his game. Like he get co- so caught up in just his ability to shoot, but he's a crafty finisher around the basket too. Right, and the thing that really sticks out to me about Steph is that first little pocket when he was before KD got there, when they were on the that crazy, like run that they had like he was doing something every night where you're like no one should be able to do that like I'm I have cold chills right now I remember exactly where I was when Durant hit that shot or not Durant (laughs) Curry hit that shot against the Thunder at the buzzer like that when he brought like you know what I'm talking about at the end of the game uh Mike Breen's yelling bang he shoots it from like right before half court. You know what I yep. mean? Do you know? The, you, yeah. I remember exactly where I was. I remember exactly who I was with. Like that shot, he has a bunch of those for me. Like he, he the stuff he does is it, it changed the game forever. And like I have, I've have said this for a while. Like I don't like the Warriors per se. Like I don't like nobody. I don't does. like what they did with signing KD. Like I was a big fan of them. I thought they were cool. I never wanted them to win because I wanted LeBron to win, but I never hated them until Kevin Durant got there. But just the stuff that Steph was doing during that run, I think that can't be replicated. Like he was, he was so much fun to watch, dude. When he was just, when he was at his peak, I think we've already seen his prime. Um, I, that might be a hot take. Like he'll always be really good, but I think that little run there, uh, the first couple finals he had, I think we saw peak Steph, and it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, and we're, we're going to get that again now that KD's gone, and you know, a lot of people have written off the Warriors for when you know they're all back and healthy, but I have not. They're still going to be really good. Maybe not know good enough to beat you know the Clippers and the Lakers but they're still going to be really good they're going to give whoever they play you know a run for their money when they get all three of those guys back so I'm excited to kind of see them play again oh they are because they've they've been written off you know I've heard Clay Thompson you know he's talked about it pretty vocally about how like they're still going to be really good like they still got you know the three main pieces that started the whole thing right and 
they're gonna have the number one overall pick this next year, possibly too. So they go out, they add, you know, the best player coming out of the draft. They're, they could not be the pretty good. Not the best recruiting class, though. Not or recruiting class. Not the best draft class, though. James Wiseman's a it, bucket, man. James Wiseman can I don't play. Know, dude. Um, the guy I think from this Georgia. Draft, I can't. I can't remember yeah, his name. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. He's he can play. You got there's three guys coming who went and played in Australia. It was it's Lamelo and two other guys who can really play. So we'll see. I'm intrigued to kind of see what happens. I think it's one of those draft classes, and we can get into this if you want um, in a different episode. But I think it's one of those draft classes where the best player is picked like 12th or 13th. You know what I mean? Like we don't really see the best player of that class come out. Uh, in, in like the first three picks. I don't know. I think it's a weak draft class, but we can get into that another time if you'd like. Yeah, let's we can, we can get into that another time. That sounds good. Um, that's all I've got. I don't have anybody else on my list. Who's your your honorable mention? I don't think you gave us one. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I think it would have to be John Morant. I have a couple on here, but he'd probably slide into that spot. That's fair. So no Patrick Beverly, no Draymond Green. <laughs> no, they would not make. Like I said, they would not make my list if they're the last two NBA players on earth. No, Carl a- Anthony Towns either. Come on, man. <laughs> if we were doing most likely to foul, he would be number one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's fair. Um, okay, that's all I've got. We have a Twitter. I'll let Zach tell you guys about our Twitter. We have a Twitter. We do. Oh yeah, it's it's at OT Takes. I forgot. Yeah, at OT Takes on Twitter. Um, that's where you can find us. Uh, that's where you can can see when we upload our podcast. Uh, we share some opinions on there and stuff like that. Um, some polls. So yeah, go some polls. Yeah, some interesting polls. Yeah, just go go give us a follow over there. Go check us out. You know, uh, it's it's cool to see you guys. Like I say every episode to to interact with us. Um, so yeah, that's our Twitter. And another thing is, uh, if you like the podcast, if, if you want to, want to keep listening, make sure you subscribe uh, to it. So you'll get an automatic update on your phone, wherever you get podcasts and also leave a review for us. Let us know how we did. Um, we put a lot of work into this, like we, we keep saying. So if you want to drop a review, uh, honest review for us, we'd love that. Um, that, that spreads our reach out a little bit. So, um, that'd be much appreciated. Um, especially since uh, since how much work and research we, we do in this. So, yeah. Definitely. Drop the review for the Apple algorithm. And speaking of polls, I'm going to put a poll out so you guys can decide whose list you like more. Uh, I, I think I'm going to win pretty easily. It's all good. Um, yeah, so that's, that's all we got for today. This has been Overtime Takes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love you guys.